everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 132 of the Real Life Runners podcast. So things are kind of crazy right now. Races are being canceled. Training plans are being derailed. Long-term and short-term goals are kind of up in the air. So amidst the swirl of chaos, where does running fit in? How can we do it safely? And where can we find our motivation? This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Okay, so we're just going to address this head on because everybody in the world knows what's happening right now. We're not going to pretend that it's nothing's happening, that everything is normal, that we should just continue with our normal daily routines the way that we always have been because let's just face it, that's not happening right now. No, we are certainly not in, in a state of normalcy right now. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of confusion going mm-hmm. on. And then people are taking the the unknown and the confusion and going a couple different routes. They're like fighting back against it mm-hmm. as though somehow they, they have the answer and, and they don't. There's a lot of confusion, so they'll fight back against it or they go into fear and panic mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in fear and panic mode. And unfortunately, I feel like it's shown us some of the darker sides of humanity when there's people that are out there hoarding and fighting over supplies. And it's also shown us the lighter sides because there's plenty of helpers, right? And there's a way that you can look at every situation, you can you can always look at the doom and gloom and then you can always see the light because in any darkness, there is always light. And there's plenty of light in this situation too. There's definitely ways that we can look at this situation and see all of the opportunities that are presented to us here. I mean, there's opportunities presented, but I mean, there's also news stories that are coming out that have positive sides. So mm-hmm. you can completely, you know, roll through your news feed and click on negative stories that will feed the fear, or you can click on positive news stories that will show you the bright side, that will show you people who are sharing, people who are coming together, that will highlight the helpers, the people who are going above and beyond to take care of those around them. Exactly. So today we're going to talk about your running and where our running fits into all of this because let's just face it like races all over the place are being canceled I don't know if there's any races that are still on at this point in time Um, definitely all the big races have been either canceled or postponed and so if you've been training for a while for a race and all of a sudden it's no longer there now what right I think there's a lot of people in this now what mode and and they, you can get mad about it because mm-hmm. it's like, no, I've been training for three months for this. This I deserve to have this race. Yeah. I've put in all of this work. And there's an issue with that is you don't necessarily deserve to have that race. Like even if that race went off and, and it was perfect, if, if we lived in a completely different world right now and everything had gone smoothly, showing up at that race with your last three, four months of training doesn't guarantee that you had a PR in it. And then, then how upset would you have been? You know, like the the race does not owe you a PR. Right. Like that's that's kind of one way of looking at it. If even under the best of situations, something still could have shown up that that slightly, you know, threw you off of your plan. So yeah, I think people are rightfully upset because they've put in a lot of work into this, but you just sort of have to reframe where you're coming from. Even if your race hasn't been canceled, you could almost look at it of, well, they just haven't sent me an email yet mm-hmm. that my race is going to be canceled. Yeah, I just got my email today. Right, you just got yours. For my um, race that was supposed to be at the end of April, I was planning on doing the Nashville Rock and Roll Half Marathon. And, uh, we just got the notice today, but I knew it was coming. Like I had accepted that like a couple of weeks ago. Right. Once I started to see the pattern of things getting canceled, I'm like, oh, it's just a matter of time until I get that email. But I've chosen to continue my training plan because 
I like training, like I like running. And I think that this is kind of where a lot of people aren't sure what to do right now because a lot of runners sign up for a race as a, a way to motivate themselves to go out there and run every day or to adhere to a training plan or to have some sort of structure, something to shoot for. And that's something that we encourage people to do. We love races because we talk about how races are checkpoints in our journey, that they're not necessarily the be-all, end-all. And if you're new to us, if you go back and listen to some of our past episodes, you'll get that message too. But the race is not the be-all, end-all. You you don't run just to run a race and then decide you're going to hang up your shoes. That's not how we like to look at running. No, that's not. That's not sort of the outlook on it. We had the, a good discussion on this a couple of podcasts back about like, would you have the greatest time like if the if you put that like golden time out there wow if I could someday one time hit that time if you could do it would you give up running that was last week and and so many people responded to that and they were just like not a chance right there's no way that I would give up running I don't care what the PR is I want to be able to run for years and years that's the community that we're creating here is that's the community that we have Mm -hmm. is people that want to be able to keep running over and over even if the PR's don't keep coming. Even the PRs have stopped. People still want to be able to go out there and run because that's who they are. That's their healthy lifestyle. That's just, it's such a large component of their life from, from their fitness to their mental fitness and sanity. Mm-hmm. Like running is what makes people who they are. Exactly. And that's the community that we're creating right now with our real life runners, because in our opinion, real life runners, we're people that want to run for the rest of our lives in whatever capacity that is. And that's going to change throughout the years because our running is a journey. And what it is when we're 20 years old or 30 years old or 40 or 50 is not what it's going to be like when we're 60, 70, and 80. It's going to change and things need to morph. And it's understanding that running can serve a purpose no matter where we are in our life as long as we have the right mindset and mind frame around everything. Right, which kind of brings to one of the first topics of what do you do with this sort of uh, training and confusion right here. And it's a really good time to, to sort of pause and really kind of think deeply about why you run and not just like the quick superficial answer, but like not the easy one, actually go in and think about why you go out and run. Mm-hmm. You know, if the race is no longer on the schedule, cause a lot of people are like, well, I go out and run because I have a race in three weeks. Now you don't. So why are you still going out the door? Mm -hmm. And don't let this derail you. You know, you should still be going out the door. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But just because you don't have a race doesn't mean you you stop running right now. Yeah. And a lot of people, maybe that was the, that's their answer is, well, I have this race. And if it goes away, consider just heading out on a run and giving yourself that question at the beginning and say, hey, why, why do I run? And then just go run. And don't run and listen to music and don't run and just have some quiet time where you can just think about that answer. Listen to your footfall, that repetitive motion of your foot landing repeatedly over and over and over kind of gets you into this sort of trance-like state. The answer will come to you. Like, why am I actually out here running? And the answer will come and you have to accept what it is Mm -hmm. because it might not be the answer that you think it is. Yeah. But you just kind of let that answer come to you about why is it that you're actually going out there and coming. It could be completely unexpected. You might get this sort of thought in your head and be like, well, that's that's definitely not it. And it's going to be okay because there's not a wrong answer to it. Whatever you come up with as you're out there, as you stop and think about this, that's your answer. That's your actual truth. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It doesn't have to match with the person next to you. That's the answer for you right now. 
Yeah, and I think that that's what you just said is very important to kind of emphasize and point out again is that there is no right or wrong answer here. So allow yourself to allow that answer to come to you and then decide not to judge it because if you place judgment on it, whether or not that's right or wrong or if that's a good enough reason to run or not a good enough reason to run, it doesn't matter. Like take the judgment away and just see what flows to you because that can be the actual thing. Like maybe it'll need a little bit of a modification, but a lot of times if we just quiet ourselves and just allow the answers to flow to us, that is the deepest truth. Yeah. And I mean, you can also take a thing and be like, no, that that can't be why. There's got to be another thing beyond that. Okay. Then give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, Ask yourself the whys. Yeah. Give yourself a why. Like, did you come up with an answer that still seems sort of superficial? Then just say why and, and just keep running mm-hmm. and, and it'll come to you. I think that you can really go through running and take it several levels down and figure mm-hmm. out why it is that you're running. And by that end of the run, you'll be like, okay, well, that's, that's why I did it. And that's why I'm going to go out there and do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So when you start to look into these whys, right, we we usually encourage people to ask why five times. That's kind of a classic exercise. So if you ask yourself why five times, like you give yourself an answer and then you say why, and then you give yourself an answer and then you say why, and do that five times and that will help you to get a little bit deeper into that answer and will help you to maybe move past those numbers, move past the personal records, the personal bests, the weight loss, the number on the scale that you're looking for. Because ultimately, if numbers have been part of your motivation for running in the past because you wanted to hit a certain number on a clock or a number on a scale, I mean, ultimately, numbers provide little reward because there's always another number. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this in your training. Like if you hit that PR, if you hit that number that you have been shooting for, then it's like, okay, what's next? Like there's always that what's next, right? And and there's always another number. There's always um, something else that you want to achieve next, which is fantastic. And that's a really great way for us to keep moving and keep climbing and keep pushing ourselves to try to be able to do more. But why do you want to do more? Like, why do you want that number to keep getting better? It's not just for the sake of the number. That number represents something. That number means something. And what is that to you? Yeah. I mean, I came up with this a long time ago, this one dawned on me that the number just keeps getting, like when it's a personal record, the number just keeps getting smaller. Mm -hmm. Like I can vividly remember in high school, I broke 18 for a 5k Mm -hmm. and I was really happy for a few minutes. A few minutes. Like it literally, it lasted. It didn't a, even last the day. No, it lasts like a few minutes because after after all of our runs, like the varsity squad would go get together. We'd have like a cool down together and we'd stop and like chat about how our race went. And every person could go around and they could say like the highs or the lows or what happened. And I remember being super excited to say like this was the first time that I broke 18 in a race and I'm listening to the other people talk about like their challenges and what they got and how fast they were running and I know the times of the other people on the race like I broke 18 but I still was number like six on the team Mm -hmm. and I'm like well I mean that was great but I didn't even score on my squad I need to move up so I can start beating people on the other team so I can actually contribute and help more to the team Mm -hmm. I need to help the person behind me get closer to me I need to keep pushing up towards the person in front of me so they can keep getting faster and beating the people in front of them Mm -hmm. there was so much more involved than simply worrying about like cool I I broke 18 but there was a lot more involved in that Mm -hmm. and there was a lot more when you heard the guy who was up in front 
like our number one leader on the team, he had he didn't care at all what the number on the clock was. He his entire like post race recap was I feel like I pulled back in like the middle mile. I felt like I had too much of a kick left at the end. So I think I think that I should have pushed a little bit harder through the hills. Like it was like a whole race analysis of where he did and didn't push too hard. Mm-hmm. None of it had to do with a number on a clock. It was all how hard did you push? How much effort did you push? And that was sort of like, oh, that's the point. The point isn't a number on a clock. Yes, that's an easy objective thing that you can compare and see how things are going. But it's so much more. It's so much deeper of like, how much were you able to dig on that particular day? And then maybe a number on the clock comes along with it. But it was so much more subjective. How how much did you actually push on that day? Mm-hmm. That's interesting that a high school boy was able to go into that level of analysis regarding his race. That's why he was our senior captain. Yeah, but even so, I, like I look at some of the seniors on our team and I was like, mm, I don't think, I don't see that from some of them. Like some of them maybe, but others maybe not. Not. I guess that's the beauty of the captain and the leadership that's involved there because it sounds like he was really trying to find his best and really that's what running is all about and that's what real life runners are about you know you as a part of a team before have a little bit of a different perspective right because you are thinking about the person in front of you the person behind you working as a unit to try to beat other squads and move on into you know regionals or districts or states whatever competition that you all were competing in and us as real life runners in adulthood don't usually have a structure like that I think there there are some running teams out there there's running teams and running clubs and the clubs can compete against each other and and you know you can set up races and and ultimately we should set up a race that literally because our community spans the world we could have country versus country races we could have like mini real life runner olympics it'd be fun um but it was a weird transition to go from high school to where I was just running on my own mm-hmm. in a bunch of open road races. And then it was sort of like, well, how do I take this team mentality and, and flip it over? Mm-hmm. But at the core was still, well, I just need to be as good as I can possibly be. Right. And I think that's really where it comes down to. Like when you start to move beyond those numbers, it's finding the best. It's finding your best. It's bringing the best version of yourself to whatever it is you are doing. And this is applicable to running and then every other aspect of your life because it builds that message to your subconscious brain that your effort matters. What you're doing, what you're putting forth matters. Like there's a lot of people out there that are not happy in their job and so they're just kind of phoning it in, right? They're going to work, they're getting it done and that's it. Like but what message is that sending yourself? Like are you happy with doing that? Should you Start looking for something else that you could be happier in, that you could put forth more effort. And I think that that's a real lesson that running helps to teach us is you can phone it in. Of course you can, right? And and I'm sure all of us have had that experience at one time or another, right? Every single time you race, can you honestly say that you gave it everything you had? Like that's the goal, right? You want to be able to finish a race and say that. But if we're truly being honest with ourselves... There are some times where we let up, you know, we that we could have been pushing harder, we could have been giving more, and we decide on that given day that we're just not going to do that. Right, and a lot of times in if you think back on that race, you can actually look at it and be like, well, I, I could have gone more. And you can objectively look at that and be like, I could have gone more and my effort would have paid off more in the end. And you make a good point about like if you spend a large portion of your day essentially phoning it in, that tells your mind 
it's okay. Look, I made it through the day just fine phoning it in. You go off on your run and now your body's already been taught that lesson. Mm -hmm. Phoning it in is okay. And now you go home and you're dealing with your kids and you've been taught that lesson for hours out of the day that phoning it in is okay. You have a relationship with with your spouse, Mm -hmm. significant other, whoever, and your mind has been taught for hours of of work all day that phoning it in is okay. And it just bleeds into all areas of life. Mm -hmm. So find some areas where it's not okay. You know, you could start with running. You can start with with the relationship with significant people in your life and say, no, I'm going to give everything I've got into this. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to start training your subconscious and be like, no, effort matters. Sometimes details really matter. It matters how hard I try because it affects the people around me. Right. And I think that that's one of the ways that running can start to positively influence the rest of our lives. I kind of tripped over that word a little bit. Yes. Positively influence the rest of our lives because you start to want to reach more in your running. You want to start to see how good you can be. What is your best? Can I give my full effort on this day? And then you you start to look at the different areas of your life. Okay, where am I not giving that full effort? And where can I maybe give a little bit more? Like maybe you're not happy in your job right now because you're not giving your full effort. Like have Ooh, you ever thought one. of it that way? You know, like there maybe you started a job and you liked it and then you kind of just got comfortable and you know that you can just get by. But like what would happen if you did put forth more effort in your job? Would you enjoy it more? Would it challenge you more? Could you maybe challenge what was happening at your company? I don't, I don't know, you know, what you do, but maybe you can help influence others to start thinking differently and say, hey, you know what? We've been doing it this way for 10 years now, but what if we did a little differently? Would we we be able to do better? Would we be able to, you know, help more people or be more productive or more effective, more efficient, whatever it might be? Whatever it is. And and it can completely start from your running. And it can start from the results of a race, but it can start from just going out and training. You know, if you go out and you run two miles a day and then, and you get comfortable with that, then you can do two miles really easy. Same thing happens when you get into a new job. It takes you a little bit to get comfortable with Mm -hmm. it, but then you get comfortable with it and it's just not that hard. Like you can put in way less effort the same way as when you start running, you can do two, three miles. Maybe it's tricky at first, but then you get to a point that that's just not that hard. And if you want to continue to improve, you actually have to push yourself farther Add a fourth mile, add some speed, put in some strides, do whatever the the next thing is. You can get the same way at, at work of, okay, well, I got really good at this. So it just doesn't really tax my brain all that much to hang out at this level and to continue to perform at this level. But once you build up that experience, you could push yourself to a higher level and get even bigger and greater results. So take that aspect of life and be like, wow, I did this in my running. I pushed harder and I got better results. What if at my job, instead of just staying at that same effort, what if I pushed harder? Could I get even greater results? Can I help the people around me get to at least my point even faster than I did? Mm -hmm. And then they can try and improve and get to a higher level. Suddenly everybody's working on a higher level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of brings up our next point of community, right? Like, because if you're working harder, it kind of helps to bring other people up along with you. I think that that's very reflective of how running can help you build community within your own life and within, you know, um, what you want to get out of running, right? Because a reason for your running, when we start to go deeper and look at the reasons that we 
are runners and that we want to run and continue running during this kind of time period is the community. And a lot of community is being taken away from us right now. We're being told that we shouldn't be leaving home, that, you know, a lot of um, things are closing, that are shutting down. You're, You're not supposed to be gathering with a lot of people now, right? So a lot of the community aspect of our daily lives is being taken away, which is yet another reason that we can look to the running community for more support during this time. Right, because the running community does not have to be people that you actually physically go out and run with on it a daily basis. It can be. It completely can yeah. be. Um, but I mean, I haven't had like a running partner that I actually go out and run with in a long time. And mm-hmm. I still feel connected to other runners. Right. Like I can still make that connection. You know, you, you like to tell this story of people know that we both run. And so they always ask, Oh, do you guys go and run together? And mm-hmm. you just laugh at them, mm-hmm. um, from a safe six distance, six foot distance. Um, I don't think I could stay within six feet of you, <laughs> but you know, you put this one out there, but do you guys run together? And we used to on neighboring treadmills mm-hmm. and we could totally go for a run and we could talk during the run or we could have headphones in and just sort of know that we were running next to each other. I think that was before I was able to actually talk and run at the same time. <laughs> there was a lot of, a lot of headphones yeah. and just knowing that the person was next to yeah, us. Yeah. That was before I understood the, the benefit of effort level training. Yeah. It <laughs> took a while to transition you in. Um, but there are also times where it's just like, okay, I'm going to go for a run and then you're going to go for a run and then we can talk that mm-hmm. we both went for a run. Yeah. You know, one of the things just that the, just the sentence, how was your run today is that's a connection. Yeah. And, and, um, I went for a run this morning and at the end of it, there's another person in our neighborhood and they hadn't gone for their run yet. They asked me, Oh, what, what loop did you do? And I was like, Oh, well, I just did this. He goes, Oh, that was, that was a loop I did the other day. It was mm-hmm. like, yep, perfect. Like it's a, it's a connection. I mean, one of the, the things that you've put up on, on Facebook is just an accountability. Hey, what'd you guys do today? And yep. that had like amazing responses to it because mm-hmm. people just want to reach out. Like this is really the best aspect of social media right now is mm-hmm. it's connecting when you can't physically be with the people around you. Social media has a lot of negatives. There's a lot of news stories that you could click into and, and build the fear, or you can actually just reach out to your friends mm-hmm. and interact with them in, in an online safe world where you're helping to build up this positive community aspect. Absolutely. And I think that this is, I was thinking about this the other day of how lucky we are that this is happening to us in this day right now. Because like you said, there are still so many ways for us to stay connected. And if this were happening a hundred years ago, there just wouldn't be that many ways. Like our, our family and friends on the other side of the country, we would have no idea what was happening with them no, I mean, whatsoever. This, this was happening a hundred years ago. Right. And when people had to go into lockdown, that meant that they didn't know what was happening in the house next door, mm-hmm. let alone if you have friends and family on the other side of the country. Right. And so this is one of the beautiful things about social media and the internet and everything that we have at our fingertips right now because even if we are physically isolated if we are doing our part in our social responsibility of maintaining social distancing we can still connect we can still connect online like kevin said for accountability for support for just that connection and even if it's just a facebook post that you are letting other people know what you did today if you don't have other people in your life that you can talk about that with you still have us like you still have our community the real life runners tribe we're here to support you I mean, and people loved connecting with that and just letting everyone know what they did because they felt good about it. And you deserve to celebrate that. And nobody in the community is like, oh, that person's bragging. Oh, that person's this, right? And other people in your lives might see it that way. Yeah.
yeah, it's it's real possible that you have other people in your lives that are looking at you like, why would you go out and run six miles? That right. like you should just be home and hunkered down and just just stay in the house and isolate isolate just as a group. And it's like, well, no, there's some some benefits of going out and running. Mm-hmm. And if the the people immediately physically around you that that you're you know hunkered down with. If it doesn't make sense to them, then you need to share it with a group of runners, and mm-hmm. the tribe is a perfect place to share that. Absolutely. So when you have that community, you have that, those people there to support you, that can kind of help you do the next thing, which is to take more risks with your running. Like when we're moving past the personal records, the numbers, yes, we're going to try to find our best. We're going to try to push harder. We're going to try to build that community. But we also need to be able to take some more risks in our running and not be afraid of failure. Because if you don't have a race that you're doing right now, you can't fail. No, I definitely can't. Like if you have a number on a clock that you were shooting for, you're not going to hit it because you're not running the race there's not a clock there's no clock right you know, we joke all the time that, like even in even in a race there's still not a finish line because when you cross the the actual finish line on the road there that's not the end of your training that's not the last time you were going to go running it just starts the next training cycle and mm-hmm. maybe even that's just that's a checkpoint in the middle of a training cycle towards right. a bigger race there's not races mm-hmm. so maybe you've got something planned in the future in the fall or something but there is not an imminent race coming um, outside of our virtual race, right? but there's, there's nothing pressing that's coming on the clock. And especially in a virtual race where you're off on your own, this is like the epitome of you're just out there testing yourself against yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's harder, you know, virtual races are not easy because you don't have the people surrounding you. Mm-hmm. You don't have the crowds cheering for you. You don't have that other runner that's right in front of you. That's like pushing you or pulling you along with them. I know I love those runners and I, I usually pick somebody out in the, in my races when I'm out there racing I'll pick a random person in front of me and just be like don't let that person get away from me you know like it's easy to have to use other people as ways to push yourselves so now if those other people and those races are taken away from you what do you have to push yourself and because if failure is something that you're worried about you need to understand that failure is no such there's no such thing as failure right the only true failure is quitting or stopping and so if you don't quit or stop then you're not failing right which means that you're entirely in charge here like you can slow down that's not failing like if you go and you push you're like i wonder how fast i could run a mile and you take it out way too fast in the opening minute and now suddenly you're walking you didn't fail you tried you threw an experiment out there and it turns out that was too fast but if you were able to then come back and try it again, maybe the next day, maybe maybe your legs are just fried in the opening minute, come back the next day. You're not quitting. You're not stopping. That's not failing. That's a scientific experiment. And now you get to try it again. And then if the next day doesn't work the way you want, you can try it again the next day. You can just keep trying things because you don't have this like deadline of a race on the calendar. It really opens up some freedom if you are willing to accept that outlook on it. Yeah, and it allows you to start to push your limits more to see what's really possible because you might have been following a training plan and you don't want to overdo it and you want to be able to train safely so that you can be ready for your race and make sure that you're you're safely trained for the race and you're, you're checking off all the boxes on your training plan. But if you go really hard one day, and you truly push those limits, like now you have the freedom to take two off days if you need to, because you don't have to check 
all the boxes. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. Like you can deviate a little bit more and not feel like, oh man, this training plan is just going completely haywire Yeah. because let's face it, all of our training plans have gone completely haywire. <laughs> that's like true. They, they all have. So you can, you can, exp- it opens up some experimentation mm-hmm. and experimentation allows you to take risks because there's, there's no possibility of failure. You just keep trying different things and saying, Hey, I've, I haven't done a workout like that in forever. Why don't I try something like that? Why don't I try quarter repeats at a really fast pace and see what happens? Yay! You know, let's just see. I know you love the quarters. <laughs> um, like, let's just see what happens if I do that. And let's just see is a great place to live in, mm-hmm. in, in your, uh, in your running world. Yeah. I, I actually had a really fun workout yesterday that you put on my schedule where I did a mile and a half at tempo pace and then four by 200 meter repeats. And I just was flying during those 200 meters because it was fun. And I also had my running buddy that like gave me a challenge right at the beginning of, of them. And I'm did. like, gosh, darn it. Like now I have to try to hit that. <laughs> yeah. Last, last week when we still had school, um, I did a workout with the kids where they tried to beat me in a relay. Yeah. And then afterwards I said, okay, now we're going to do 200 meter repeats. And as long as you're going hard enough, you only have to do two of them. Mm. But it has to look like you're going hard enough. Yeah. They're like, well, how, how fast? I go, no, no, no. This isn't a matter of how fast you're going. It has to look like you're running hard enough. Yeah, I need to see the effort level. And also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be going with them. So now, like, they knew they couldn't keep up with me if it was going, like, over a long distance. But over 200, we've mm-hmm. got some kids that are like, I might be able to beat Coach Brown. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was out there flying trying to beat these high yeah. school kids. It was, yeah. it was interesting. And I, I'm like... I'm looking ahead and I'm like, look, training plans can get derailed. Races are totally off the track. I don't even have a race on my schedule right now to begin with. I'm like, this is going to be a fun thing to do today. Let's just see what happens. Mm. And I also was not worried that this junior in high school would beat me. And then I was going to feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. It was like, Hey, let's see what happens. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm literally, I'm throwing out just enough delicate trash talk that they're going to try, like that they're really <laughs> going to try, but that if I beat them, they're also not going to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, let's just see what happens. Here. Yeah. Yeah. There was a point yesterday during my two hundreds where I was really pushing hard and I'm like, you know what? Like, what if I just try to ramp it up a little bit more and then ramp it up a little bit more? And then there was a point where I actually didn't really feel in full control of my body. And that was such a weird feeling. It's a very odd sensation. Have yeah. you had that? Yeah. It's why I'm not the biggest fan of racing where there's an extensive amount of downhills. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was my, it was my yeah. least favorite part of high school cross country was racing downhills because mm-hmm. I felt like I was out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a very interesting sensation, but I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever pushed myself <laughs> to this level before where I, I kind of feel uncoordinated. Like, yep. you know, like what is my body doing right now? But when you push yourself to that limit, that level, your body's got to figure it out. Like, so I had never pushed myself to that level before clearly because all of a sudden I had decreased control over what was happening in my body. And like, I, part of me felt like I might fall. Like I, I don't even know what was happening, but it was a new limit. It was a new level that I had kind of pushed to. Yeah, I've I've played that level all the time. It's a fun place to be where yeah. it's just like how fast can I can go? And I'm like, I'm not sure if my legs can keep this turnover going, yeah. but let's see how long they can keep right. this turnover right. going. And let's it's, hope it's I fun. don't fall flat on my face. Right. right? And, and if I do, fall to the left because there's grass there's over there. There's grass over there. <laughs> But like if I didn't push to that level, then I wouldn't think that it was possible. I wouldn't see the possibility in that. And when I look back at my workout and look at my splits and saw that I had like negative splits for every single 200 and kept getting faster with each one, I was like, wow, like I can't believe I was able to do that 
after a tempo run, you know, like it wasn't like I was going into those fresh, like my legs were tired and that tempo run did not feel good. Like I wanted to abandon the tempo run about a half a mile in and just change the work, either abandon it completely or, or change the workout. And I finished it out. I hit the paces. And so I was tired after that. So then it was like a whole different level that I was pushing to on those 200s. But if I hadn't, if I had let myself off the hook, then I wouldn't have seen some of the possibility. And, and now there's that question mark like huh how fast can I go like what is really possible like and when you start to see those possibilities like seeing your potential in running that can help open up your potential in other areas of your life I know that it's done that for me like I would never think that um, you know we have our own business and a podcast and this whole thing like trying to reach thousands of people is really our goal you know we're trying to influence and help other people thousands and thousands of people with their running their health their life and just to improve in all areas and running I I would say is part of the key that helped to unlock that part of me yeah it's funny of of trying to not go back to like oh let's let's make sure we hit a certain number on the on the podcast download. Like, I think we just hit a big number on our overall podcast. Oh, we did. We just surpassed a hundred thousand. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening and downloading all of our episodes because we just broke a hundred thousand downloads, which is so cool, which is fantastic. And well, you should celebrate milestones like that. And you should celebrate PRs and, and, you know, being able to race distances or run distances that you've never run before. There's always another number. Like when you told me that we crossed a hundred thousand, it was like, cool next a million like let's yeah. just keep this Half thing a going million, then a million and, and that's going to happen like we've already accepted that is what's going to happen right and because you can see that you you had the potential in this thing and so now let's just keep pushing this and pushing this and it gains confidence that it's sort of like wow i was able to accomplish this with my running mm-hmm. i wonder what i can do in this other area you know i it's tough to say that your run, that heading out today on a four-mile run, is going to directly change the world. Mm-hmm. But your run of like, wow, life was stacked against me and I was still able to get in some miles today. Look at what I can actually accomplish. Mm-hmm. So now when you're trying to do something else in your life, in your business, with your kids, with your family, like whatever it is, and you're like, man, I don't know if I have the time to get that in. This is going to be a struggle for me to stay focused during this. I'm you already showed yourself that right. you could do it. That even amidst a busy schedule that you were able to get something that in. So now maybe you can take that into something besides just your running that has a bigger impact on the entire mm-hmm. world. Right, totally. And I, and I want you guys to also think about this. Um, not like confidence, I think, is a good word. I, f- I feel like it could also be seen as like a cockiness. And I, and I don't want you to look at it that way because I was just thinking about the sentence that I just said about how it's going to happen. Like we're going to have a million downloads and it's, it's some people could look at that sentence and see it in a cocky way. Right. Mm -hmm. And other, the way that I actually meant it and that I want you guys to think about it is that I understand that our success is inevitable because we are going to work hard to get there. Like we are in charge of our effort level that we put forth and we're also in charge of figuring things out. So if that's our goal, if that's the inevitable goal, then we will find a way to get there. And I think that's one of the big things that we as runners all have in common is that if you have a goal and you have a dream, you need to have that confidence that you're going to achieve it. And then you'll actually do the work to get there. And if you're not getting to where you want to be, then you'll change it up and figure out a better way. And I think that's where it it really um, comes down to is not just in our running, but also in our life. Like 
what are you capable of? What is your potential? Like, is there a better way for you to be doing things? And if you're not sure exactly how, are you willing to take the time to figure it out? Yeah, I mean, that, that that confidence versus cocky is an interesting thing. I think uh, I think of, like, basketball. I, there was an interview with Michael Jordan where they were like, you know, at the end of the game, people are always throwing the ball to you. Like, it's up to you to make the last shot. Like, does that ever feel like too much pressure? And his answer was something to the effect of, like, no, I, I'm supposed to take the last shot because mm-hmm. I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. It was like, like it, and it didn't diminish the rest of the team. It wasn't right. like, well... I can make it and no one else can. It was simply the personal statement of I'm going to make that shot. And he he missed some of them. Yeah, but that's part of what made him so great is that he had that confidence that he knew he was going to make the shot. Like he didn't question it. Right, and if he had game after game after game where it's like, well, I missed that one and I missed that one and I missed that one, he would still be able to go into the next game going like, well, give me the ball at the end because I'm going to make this shot because mm-hmm. he knew that he had the ability to do it and something went a little funky in the one before it that didn't change his confidence, his his assurance in himself mm-hmm. that that was going to happen, that that was the right move. Put me in charge. I've got this. Exactly. And so what can your running teach you about your life in other areas of of your life like what can you take charge of right now what are you capable of start looking at that you know right now you've got some more time to reflect maybe you're not working right now maybe you're forced to take some time you're not like you know sports all kids sports schedules are canceled so you're not running around like a crazy person after school you know picking up kids taking them to sports doing all these things so take some time to actually think about these things for yourself yeah, and it's it's a little tricky because maybe you have the kids at home now and you're trying to just keep <laughs> keep everybody alive right. all day long. And not like fighting all day long. Right, yeah. So, but you do still need some, some personal time. And maybe that means that the kids go in front of the TV and they watch a show because you need to have some time to make sure that you're actually taking care of your mental health. Yep. You need some time to check out. Our kids are watching a show right now as we record this. Right. Like you don't have to be on top of them all day long. Otherwise you're a bad parent. Right. Like that's just not how it is. Mm-hmm. You need to be able that when you're with them to show up as your best possible person. And if, if you're just with them and on top of them all day long, by somewhere around like two o'clock, you're going to be dragging and you are not going to be your best self. So right. that you need some break in this thing also. Yeah. So that, that actually transitions us very well. Well, into our next section of the podcast, which are the practical matters surrounding this time of, you know, unrest in the, the country and in the world of like, where does our running fit in practically and how can we do this and make sure that we're doing a good job taking care of ourselves and also maintaining that social responsibility. So number one, running is safe. Okay. And it can be done with social distancing. That's one of the beautiful things about our sport. Like you guys don't have to go run on a treadmill. You don't have to go to a gym. Like some people that are members of gyms that take classes or CrossFit or these kinds of things, they were, you know, they depend on going to that gym or using that equipment like we're pretty good like we can pretty much run anywhere which is fantastic and you can maintain that social distance like you shouldn't go out and run in a super crowded area you know like some people might do but you can go out and take some loops around your neighborhood or go venture out a little further um, and be able to get your run in it to take care of yourself 
while we're still on, you know, the lockdown or the curfews or whatever the cities are starting to institute. Yeah, I mean, cities are putting these lockdowns and curfews, and they're sometimes, like, depending on how the curfew works, where you actually have to stay in, but cities that are on, like, essentially stay in your house except for, you know, certain scenarios, going out and running actually qualifies as one of the scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like, I looked this up because my parents are out in the San Francisco Bay Area, and they went under lockdown. And one of the things that my parents do is they go out and they get a walk together nightly. And that's a good, healthy thing. I'm like, are they going to be stuck in the house? Because that doesn't seem like the best plan. (laughs) And you're actually allowed. Like, it's one of the exceptions. Like, you can go to the grocery store. You can get, like, important medical work. But you can also go out and exercise, for whether it's a walk, whether you need to take the dog out to go for a walk, whether it's a run, whatever it is, as long as you're able to maintain social distancing. And running is a good one. Maybe don't go to the park where there's going to be hundreds of other people. Maybe don't find that super popular path where you know that you're that every Saturday morning or whatever, there's hundreds of people up and down that mm-hmm. path and you're going to be seeing people nonstop, that it's almost going to be crowded. But find some places where you can go out and run and you can see other people. Like on my run this morning, I passed like three or four people and I waved at them, but I didn't like, I didn't pass close up against them. I didn't stop and like run alongside of them. I didn't have a conversation with them, but I was able to smile and wave. I was able to be courteous to the people around me. Mm -hmm. And, and that's an okay thing. You can be safe in that environment. Right. And another reason that you want to maintain your running right now is that running reduces anxiety, right? And high levels of anxiety, which I'm sure all of us have right now, higher than normal levels of anxiety because things are just up in the air. And when things are up in the air and we're uncertain of our future, that can cause high levels of anxiety. And that those higher levels can lower the body's immune response, which puts you at higher risk for contracting something, right? So when you run, you're briefly allowing your body to just kind of take a break, right? You you can try to not think about it when you're out there and, and just think about something else and, you know, listen to podcasts or music or whatever it might be and just kind of take a break from what is starting to feel like you're on constant high alert. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but I, I've been even sensing this and I don't pay attention to the news. <laughs> like very, this is true. I, I don't like, cause I don't like it. The news stresses me out. I've, I've been this way for a, a long time now. I, I pretty much let Kevin give me the updates that I need, or I'll see them. If I'm scrolling through Facebook, I'm sure somebody's going to let me know if there's some sort of thing that I need to be aware of. I know you've taken in a lot more news in the last like week mm-hmm. than you've taken in in the last three years, probably, <laughs> probably, but it's like, you know, it, it puts our bodies, on high alert and there's that those increased levels of stress hormone which is cortisol guess what that does that helps us to hold on to body fat so guess what you need to do right now you need to go out and you need to burn some of that off and I'm not saying to go out and burn the fat but I'm saying burn off that stress hormone okay when when you run you release the happy hormones right the endorphins that can combat those stress hormones because higher levels of cortisol in the body not only do they hang on to fat but they also increase a lot of other, you know, hormones in the body and and you just kind of, you feel that 
jittery, anxious, like tense feeling. Right. It's a terrible domino effect that starts with anxiety because you constantly feel like, like there's a danger around you. And when we're not sure how to deal with the danger Mm -hmm. and most people aren't right now, like people are are doing things that don't make any sense. Let's go to the store and buy 300 rolls of toilet paper. Like people are making moves because they want to give themselves this sense of security because there's not a lot of good information coming out that says this will definitively give you security. Yeah. The, what's coming out is like, this is your best chance of being secure. This mm-hmm. is a, a good advice, but there's not a lot of, of definitive things. And so we feel like we should constantly still be aware. So it's this like fight or flight, which, what am I supposed to be doing? We're always on high alert, but there's not a clear response. Mm-hmm. So you need some way of lowering that anxiety. Go out for a run. Mm-hmm. It's remarkably helpful to clear the head. Absolutely. Number three, remember that running is healthy long term because it helps to decrease your risk of heart disease and high blood pressure and diabetes. Um, And you want to make sure that you're continuing to take care of yourself. You don't want to stop running right now and then just stop running, start eating, keep, you know, start drinking more. Like that's something that a lot of people are doing. People are stress eating and drinking more alcohol and doing those things because they're just feeling stressed and they're not sure what to do. Yeah. It's, it's a lot healthier to be able to go out and get like 30 minutes of exercise than to lock yourself in and just, you know, pour another glass of bourbon. I was going to say bake a chocolate cake and then have a glass of wine to go with it. But yes, that'll work too. Mm -hmm. Like, people are having social media parties, which is, don't get me wrong, way healthier than actually going out to a bar and gathering in a large group and having a party. But, you know, people are like drinking as a group of friends online. I, I'm, I have to support that. I'm not going to lie. But to a, to a level. <laughs> of course, to a level. And this is the thing of is you have, to, you have to understand what, what your healthy level is. Just locking yourself up and saying, don't worry, I'm just going to drink the problem away is not actually going to fix any sort of problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, at least you've got the social social separation, so there's that going for it. But that's not a good long-term plan for your health. You know, there might be some people that are like, well, I heard that if you run really hard, that it actually lowers your immune system response. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, briefly and slightly. Mm-hmm. Like if you go for a really long run, a really intense run, there is this brief lowered uh, immune system response. It's called like the marathon hangover. Mm-hmm. Some people following a marathon they're uh, they're open to sickness for a small window afterwards but there's a couple of reasons one you're in you're in a large gathering with other people inside of the marathon and your body is trying to fix itself afterwards and so it in trying to repair the muscles it won't necessarily be able to fight off different immune things but that doesn't count for go out and and run you know, three miles. And also these new changes in your schedule might give you more time to have some more recovery. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, if, if you're not working right now, or if you're not working as much right now, then maybe you have time to sleep in and go for a run a, a little bit later, or you have time to take a nap in the middle of the afternoon. Or, you know, if you're not running your kids around to all their different sports activities, you have time to go to bed early at night. If you, you know, like there's so many new doors that are being opened right now if you choose to look at them because if you're not able to you know go to your gym then you can do a different strength routine if you um are have to run outside more like maybe you're someone that typically runs on the treadmill now you you have to go run outside more you might find that you actually like it more I know that's what happened to me like I used to only run on treadmills I did not like running outside and then 
I'm not quite sure where I switched over, but I, I did eventually switch over. And now I only run outside. I never, I don't like running on treadmills now. So if you take a look at the new doors that might be opening for you to have more recovery time, to have new experiences, that might be a really good thing. Maybe you can go out and explore some new paths that you didn't have time to get to before because of life getting in the way. Yeah. Now, now you need to find a, a running path that is a little bit more, uh, less secluded yeah less used like don't, don't be unsafe and go to like creepy secluded paths but you find a path that, that might not be as crowded as as where you have been running for before like you said there are a lot of people that are like oh i can only run on a treadmill it's better off for my knees if i'm on a treadmill what well, now the outdoors is open to you maybe that means that you've been running too fast when you go outside that you need to figure out what your like easy level actually is maybe your easy level involves some run walk maybe it's just how long you're going out there and running for and that you should actually just be be an interval based or maybe you want to keep it shorter and you're doing like speed based workouts you can't do your normal strength routine at the gym try a different routine at home like and that's going to maybe access different muscles so you're going to be able to build different things than what you were building before it's all new opportunities you can look at doors closing or you can be like well that door closed so let's look around and find the one that just opened Mm -hmm. because something else opened for you absolutely so if you guys need some more guidance we are happy to let you know that we are going to be reopening our five day challenge next week Um, it starts Monday March 23rd if you go to five day running challenge.com you can sign up for that. You could also go to yourrunningplan.com to sign up. Both of them will get you there. But we've decided to change up the challenge. So for those of you that maybe did it in January when we did it um, a couple months ago, we're doing things a little bit differently. Some of the information is going to be the same or similar, but we're also adding in some new things to the challenge. And then also because people's training plans are up in the air right now and gyms are closed, we're giving you even more. So we've decided to, we, we created um, a free, 30-day training plan for you that incorporates both running and strength training. And we're also giving you 30 days of free access to our strength training academy, which has all of our strength circuits and also um, a ton. It's a huge video library of different strength training exercises and it also gives you um, techniques on foam rolling soft tissue mobilization so that if you've got little injuries now's a really good time to get on top of those and start treating them before they turn into something else so if you want to access all of that you can go to yourrunningplan.com to sign up for our free five-day challenge, which starts next week. And that will also get you the 30-day plan and the 30 days of access to our Strength Academy. Yeah, I think that's that's a great thing that, that we've got going of a way to continue to work out even if your gym has shut down. So if you know somebody else, you got a friend at the gym and you're like, wow, I don't know what they're possibly going to do. Share that with them. Let them know that there is stuff out there for them. So yourrunningplan.com and you can help yourself, but you can help your friends as well. Yeah. Which brings us to a great segment now. Speaking of others, it is our favorite time. It's the runner of the week. Woohoo! Are you going to do the drum roll this week? Yay! So um, our runner of the week this week is an amazing human being. Yeah. Um, as pretty much all of our runners are. I, but this person um, is a true inspiration and has really taken on the identity of real life runner and taken charge of her running and how that 
plays into the rest of her life because she has a crazy hectic schedule. She's a veterinarian, she's a single mom of two, um, and she running is her sanity. Running is something that she does for herself, and she's figured out ways, despite her hectic schedule, of how to train. Yeah, you missed the part where she also runs a farm. Oh, yeah. She runs a farm and yep. she's a veterinarian. Yep. Okay. So those two things aren't separate. Yep. Oh, yeah. Or they are separate, I yep. should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, our runner of the week this week is Dr. Terry Tyson. Congratulations. Way to go. Yes. We have absolutely loved working with Terry um, for the la- for almost a year now, I would say. Like somewhere between the six month to a year mark, we've been working with her. And to see where she's been able to come in her running has been so inspiring. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things that, that she was going for is trying to get some help to maintain some consistency through the winter because she lives up in New York where it gets a little bit snowy Mm -hmm. and uh, just being able to run some consistency. So she just ran a four mile race Mm -hmm. and had a massive breakthrough on it. It's not like the fastest four mile race she's ever run, but it was, she finished third in her age group and it was five minutes faster than the same race that she ran the year before. Yeah. Five minutes over four miles seems like a pretty shocking improvement. Yeah. That's a, that's a really big jump. Um, so she's just rocking her training right now and it's so great to see um and some of the the mindset breakthroughs i think that she's also shared with us and come to um to see throughout this time of of working together have really been i mean that's the stuff that i love to see more than more than the minutes on the clock you know it really is it's all the other stuff so we reached out to terry this week and asked you know to let her know that she was chosen to be our runner of the week and this is what she had to say I was so surprised and honored to be selected as the runner of the week. Kevin and Angie have contributed so much to my success as a real-life runner. When I found the Real Life Runners podcast and learned that I could employ their coaching skills from a distance, I immediately contacted them. I explained how hectic my real life is as a single mom of a 10-year-old and 12-year-old daughters who is self-employed and works 12 to 16 hours per day. I thought that they might not be willing to take on coaching someone whose life is so crazy. They responded that I was exactly the type of individual they wanted to help. Kevin and Angie have served as such an encouragement to me. They have taught me to to have confidence in my abilities and not beat myself up when life interferes with my running plans. Prior to working with Kevin and Angie, a bad race result will be a huge discouragement. With their wonderful podcast and coaching insights, I've turned such an experience into an opportunity to grow and improve. I've really appreciated the support of Kevin and Angie and the Real Life Runners Tribe during my running journey, and I look forward to accomplishing more of my running goals in the future. And we know that you absolutely will. So congratulations, Terry. Thank you so much for sharing your running journey with us and allowing us to be a part of it with you. It's just helped it's helped us so much too like we we love working with every single one of our clients and um just helping them along this journey to see not only how they can improve their running, but how that can then flow over and improve the rest of their life. It really, it's the the overflow into life is the part that, that really just brings such joy to both of us. So that's what we have for you guys today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Head over to yourrunningplan.com to sign up for our free five-day challenge and then also score that bonus of the 30 days of free access to the Strength Academy and the free 30-day running plan that incorporates both your running and your strength training um, with videos to go along with it. So you can get all of that over at yourrunningplan.com. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 132. Now get out there and run your life.